episode 323 on Monday the 19th of January 2015. I am not here. I am still your host, Stephen Layton, and I am still going to welcome you to In My Mug and the news, but I'll tell you the news while I'm not here. So why am I not here? Well, I am very stressed, look, stressed face, stressed eyes, stressed everything. Um, when you're watching this, I will be in Kenya. Um, I have nothing packed as always, I have nothing organised, uh, I'm having to record this a little early before leaving, but I'm very stressed about it all. But if you want to follow me on my trip while I'm in Kenya, follow me on Twitter, at HasBeen, on the screen somewhere, follow me on Instagram, on the screen somewhere, follow me on the Book of Face, um, somewhere on the screen there too, and there'll be lots and lots of updates I have. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going to go and try and be social media mad while I'm there. Um, I always enjoy that because you guys interact with me then. And I like you to talk to me because I get very lonely. Um, while on this the thing of interacting, um, Hasblog Audio Podcast. Uh, I know some of you will be listening from there. you like, hello, podcast listeners. Um, I do the In My Mug as an audio version on Hasblog Audio Podcast every week. Um, it's a bit random, but I tend to do different things on there. Um, and while I'm in Kenya, I'm really, really going to try and do stuff on there. So you should subscribe. If you want to find out more, go to www.hasblog.co.uk forward slash a dash face dash four dash radio um, for more info. Um, or you can go to go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash radio. Um, yeah, and while on that topic, I do something on there called Ask Stevie, which is a complete much a rip-off from the Gary Vaynerchuk Ask Gary V, uh, where you can ask me questions on anything you want. I'm better at the coffee ones than the non-coffee ones, but some people have sent me non-coffee ones. Uh, I am running out of questions for Ask Stevie, so I may stop. Um, so you have to send them to me. Keep them coming, please. Uh, maybe I'll do one while I'm in Kenya. I'll ask Kenya questions and I'll go and find out stuff. So let me know. Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Carrier pigeons, however you want to send them. And that was the funky, funky news. And we should move on and we should get on to focus on. And this week, I'm going to focus on a country that I don't tend to do so many coffees from. And that's Rwanda. So coffee is one of Romanda's most important cash crops. It represents 24% of the country's total export. This is from the figures I could find in 2010. Um, a number of uh, enterprises have really made uh, like innovations in increasing the capacity of Rwanda's uh, intimate international kind of specialty coffee reach, um, and has made Rwanda one of the one of the kind of most highlighted coffee countries in uh, in Africa uh, and it has its own cup of excellence um, but when most people think of Rwanda they instantly think of the genocide that took place uh, over 20 years ago now um, left 800,000 people dead and, and to put that into context 10 million population nearly 1 in 10 were killed as part of the genocide it, it's, it's a tragic and terrible thing uh, we should never ever forget what happened there um, because we should never let it happen again um, the, the killing that went on in Rwanda was just shocking but actually it's been used as a springboard and some positives have come out of it um, I mean Rwanda is known as the land of a thousand hills uh, and, and the coffee history in Rwanda dates back right back to the 1930s when the Belgian uh, 
and the Belgians have been bad people to Rwanda. I, I didn't realise until I started doing research on, on, on Rwanda, but um, the, the empire forced them to plant coffee trees and low quality, low price. Uh, they forced them to sell uh, to the Belgians um, and it just because it's a landlocked country it had lots of issues and infrastructure difficulties um, they made sure that they hadn't really got the greatest way of processing the coffee um, and up until the 90s like and going up to 1994 Rwanda was known as some of the poorest coffee in the in the specialty coffee scene like it was real dross it was real bad name bad quality um, you know just terrible the, the one positive thing was the, the Belgians actually planted Bourbon because that was what they've got access to plant stock wise and a lot of the plant stock that's in uh, Rwanda is, is Bourbon. Um, after the genocide, USAID were one of the major contributors but there were a lot of other international organisations uh, invested in Rwanda to improve its quality of coffee so they invested in washing stations, skills, quality, like they really did invest so much energy, money, specialty, special that's the word I'm looking for like specialists to kind of pass on knowledge and now that's why Rwanda is the coffee today and it's really much much better than it's ever been that was Focus On So located in the southwest of Rwanda, Mbizi Coffee uh, Washing Station is owned by the Nile Congo Mountain Coffee Company. Um, the washing station is situated uh, 1,750 metres above sea level, uh, has an average rainfall of, I think it was two metres a year, um, an average temp temperature in the early 20s, um, and is an amazing place. It's in between the uh, Lake Kivu and the Nile Congo Crest, um, and is just full of uh, bourbon, uh, bourbon Arabica trees, uh, and, and and have been planted there for many many years. Um, part of the Belgian colonisation. Um, in two thousand and four, there was a, a small group. Uh, I think it's three people. Uh, came back after the genocide of ninety four um, to assist in this improving coffee quality so they're, they're originally from Rwanda fled and then came back uh, later and have helped lots of smallholder producers come together and bring their coffee to this washing station um, and are really focused on quality so you know they're cupping everything that comes through and they're, they're, they're focusing on sorting like real specialist high quality sorting um, uh, using a very heavily uh, women led workforce uh, over 70% um, and taking this quality approach working hard cupping everything separating lots has meant that they have um, really won lots and lots of different awards uh, one of the, the kind of one of the, the real stars to come out of Cup of Excellence and the Golden Cup competition. So like in 2007, they won the Rwandan Golden Cup where it came seventh from 100 samples that were submitted. Cup of Excellence 2012 and Cup of Excellence gets about six, 700 samples entered. 2012, they came third and fifth with two different samples. 2013, they came eighth um, and second. Uh, and in fact, we bought one of the lots in 2012, the one that came fifth place. Um, so this is not a new coffee to us, it's one that we've seen before. This is not a Cup of Excellence lot, but it's as good as that Cup of Excellence lot. Uh, if anything, a little bit better because it has a little bit more complexity that we'll see. So it is a cooperative-led uh, farm owned by the, the washing station, but it's owned by the um, 
the NCMC. Um, the nearest city is Ruzizi. Um, it's in uh, western Rwanda. Uh, it has an altitude of 1750 meters. It is a Bourbon and it is a fully washed. And this is a proper fully washed, submerged underwater, following a lot of the Kenyan principles. Um, so now we should go to the map bit, and this week's map bit is going to be super, super vague. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to bear with me on this one. It will be as good as I can do. Welcome to the shortest map bits ever. We're getting a series of these. Like the next three out of the next four are just mega small. Um, and that's because we're going to Africa. And Africa, it's so tough to get the data. Um, it's really difficult to get all of the information from washing stations and uh, from different producers. But, you know, that's the way it is. So we'll work with what we have. So let's zoom down and we're zooming down into Rwanda. Kenya's just to the right where I am this week. But we're looking um, for uh, some Rwandan facts. And Rwanda is the first country in the world to ban a plastic bag. I like that. And they're very proud people. They, at first Monday of every month, they have to go out and clean the streets and make everything uh, nice and tidy. So um, this is what we have. Ruizi, which is the nearest town. And it's not a town. It's a village. It's a canton. It's a small area. But this is all we have um, on uh, where the the washing station is. Um, so the lowest point is the Rizizi River at 950 metres and the highest is 4,519 metres. So coffee growing country is everywhere in Rwanda because that 950 metres you can grow Arabica. Um, the beauty of being a landlocked country. Of course there are lots of negatives to being a landlocked country. It means that you have to ship all of your coffee through another country um, and that's a, a topic for another day. But that was the wonderful map bit. As I said, it isn't the greatest map bit I think we've ever done, uh, but I'm sure that Roland's fact will f make up for it many, many fold. The average life expectancy for people in Rwanda is 58. It's the 192nd worst country for annual life expectancy. This is a big problem in Africa that, you know, life expectancy is something that needs to be improved on. Um, but definitely a country that is improving economy wise, health wise, infrastructure wise. Um, and um, it's a very exciting country. Somewhere I, I'm very pleased that I've been able to visit and I'd love to visit again. Right, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go get tasting delicious drinks and be back with you in just a second. We are back. Let's get into this espresso. So the last time we had this is a cup of excellence lot. It was just super sweet. It was caramel and butterscotch. It's still there. It's still there, butterscotch, and, and it's lovely. But what you get as well is this beautiful lemon acidity. It's like, it's really sharp. Um, but like, the caramel kind of softens it a little bit. And it finishes up with this tea-like, like black tea finish that is just amazing. It really is. Super complex, super, super complex. Let's get into milk. Here 
it just turns into that butterscotch. That's all it is. It's like one of those little butterscotch sweets sucking away on it. Delicious. It's really, really good. Like this coffee was 13 pound a bag, I think, when we had it. 12, 13 pound a bag last time. Never made it as an in my mug. Now you're getting it as an in my mug and it's six quid on the side, something like that. Bargain. Here, that butterscotch takes a back seat, the caramel, it's there. Back seat, much more lemon acidity. Like much that sharpy, clean, delicious, vibrant. Like this to me has barista competition written all over it. Like it is a barista competition coffee because it's got that lovely acidity, but it's still got the sweetness and it's balanced and it's, it's amazing. I really, really like this coffee. Um, if you're not in my mug subscriber, you should definitely try it. Right, I'm gonna go and pack or do something or rock backwards and forwards in a corner stressing out. Don't forget to follow me on all of the channels that I talked about earlier. Um, do subscribe to the audio podcast as well. Um, I know lots of you like to kind of listen to this while you're at the gym and stuff, and I've got a face for radio, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, go and listen to that. Um, I will see you next week. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.